0: Interview show. Today, I'm honored to share an interview with Isaac, the creator of some of the century's best cult films. And Catherine, who has created a documentary about the what Hollywood" project and how it's being sold to a global audience. Thank you both so much for joining me. Thank you. What was the impetus for starting the documentary? Did you seek out the subject or did it come to you?
1: I The story came to me. So it was in 2012. When um, I am based in New York, and I had met Alan Hoffmanis, who had just made his first trip to Uganda, and he came back, and I met him, and I heard the story, and I am, and he was vibrating with excitement um, and joy, and I felt immediately, as a filmmaker myself, that that is an incredible story, Isaac's story, and the story of Hollywood. It wasn't until 2015 that we were able to go. Um, And I had all, everything I thought um, of how wonderful it would be was kind of blown out of the water. Like the experience Mm -hmm. of being there in Waukaliwood, in Uganda, filming with these incredible creators, like the ingenuity, the passion, like everything just blew me away. And it's what kept me going and completely devoted to this, making this documentary about them for the last several years.
0: Was there a moment when you realized you had a story to tell? where it was coming together as a documentary?
1: Yeah, I think that um, the moment when, I felt like it was potentially would just be like a profile portrait piece um, until like we definitely had like the journey, Isaac's journey really, and the story of Wakali had really arced. We we didn't know that no one knew. Wakali, we'll Isaac didn't know, we didn't know, no one knew. Um, so you can always do a portrait about someone for sure, and a wonderful idea, but when his story just really had this tremendous arc and we were able to show all the hardships, all the hard work, all the stumbles to get to the high points, that's when I knew it could be a feature-length documentary um, because you can take people on this, the journey that shows, you have to have hardship to have like, the, you have to show oh. the hardships in order to get to the, the huge moments. Um, so that's when I knew it
0: would be a f- f- feature. We're always trying to get people to see these movies uh, for our friends who haven't seen the Wakali, or uh, ramen film movies yet. Uh, could you explain uh, maybe both of you, what makes a Bollywood movie and, um, and for Isaac, why did you start making these movies? Yeah. Uh,
2: these movies are uh, basically action uh, comedy movies and uh, they are, Basically made for first of all entertainment because for me I I feel like uh, I want to make people happy in most cases not uh, make them you know uh, you know the other the other way round but anyway uh, these movies uh, the way we make them I mean uh, also is a little bit uh, like I mean like something you know still lacking in the in the industry that's what I think I mean. Uh, we have seen a lot of cgi a lot of what advancement but uh, uh, we, we, sometimes like when i watch the, the the movies from from the kung fu movies i feel like they are not really realistic uh, the, the, the way they are acted i mean mm. someone punching and then you don't see that punch really realistically so sometimes i feel like no i need they need to do better i mean they need to improve on something like that and i i, I when i i see these movies from the 80s they 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 have that that uh, that, that sense of um, uh, realistic, so that's why I do them that way. And uh, yes, with the explosion, people are you know they like much explosion. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you exaggerate uh, to make it a little bit fun. Yeah. They're basically, good for fun. Yeah, I might not be so much into entertainment uh, because uh, I know people went to school; they don't need more education from me. <laughs> so <laughs> they need more, uh, more a- entertainment because people are sometimes, you know, overwhelmed with a lot of work. They need, uh, you know, to calm down and then enjoy something. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> they have PhDs. Why should I teach them? I, I need to, en- to at least give them, you know, life. Yeah you know, that's why I put more comedy in my movies.
0: And Isaac uh, what movies had you seen before becoming a filmmaker? I know that you're talking about these visceral 80s and kung fu movies uh um and how did you see yeah. them? Uh and how did they influence
2: yeah, you? It, yeah yeah in the 80s I did not get a chance to see the movies. Uh mm. I had a chance to see the cowboy movies on on a black and white TV. At least I saw Clint Eastwood movies on in the, in the black and white TV, uh, but not all, anyway. But uh, as a child, we were, um, we were not allowed to go to cinema halls in the 80s. We were young, and our parents were afraid that uh, we might get addicted to movies and do not go to school, and sometimes also the, the sex violence in the movies. Uh, so uh, they were not allowing us. So I did not see the movies myself. But my brother, Robert, used to sneak in and come back and tell you the story. So I saw all the movies <laughs> uh, with Robert's expression, the way he mm. demonstrates. Buddy Spencer crushing people, you know, Bruce Lee kicking, you know, through the what? And Wang Yu. Uh, then later on, we saw the, the Roger Moore. Roger Moore was in Wild Geese, I think, Wild Geese. You mm. know, uh, you know such movies. Then late, later on, the 85 there, we started seeing Swaziniga coming so as is coming and, you know a, a, a guy with mus- mus- muscles but my best actor was seen i saw him outside the cinema hall that is jack norris i, I used to see him with a cap in a cowboy you know you know like a cowboy boy with a big gun so that is how i saw the movies and but with that imagination of robert i think i have a lot of you know inspiration from him you know telling me what he used to see and uh, when i see these movies now they are not as interesting as robert used to tell me i think mm-hmm. he was very good storyteller he's better <laughs> than <laughs> the directors yeah b- because the, the stories don't connect with the the, the western because mm-hmm. we live in different cultures i mean different settings and everything uh yeah i i got inspired because everyone was Fond of you know, mu- I mean, movies, watching movies. But as an artist, because I grew up drawing a lot, and what I was drawing a lot, it was not movies, it was football. Uh, but hmm. I reached a time when I wanted even my drawings to to to, to go into motion. Uh, but uh, what I'm doing exactly is much of what I'm going through in the, the slum areas, the ghettos here. Uh, that life, it is what I'm 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 looking after. Yes, I put in a lot of action because I know action speaks. I mean, action is international. Then you know that's why you will never see me doing a love story movie because I feel like I need to explain more uh, about mm. what a love story is, but with, it is action. Uh, there are some important uh, messages in my movie, but I end up, you know, entertaining you with, you know, action. But for instance, let me give you an example of uh, Crazy World there is a very important subject in that the child kidnap. Uh, but the way i i, I tackle that uh, that subject mm-hmm. i use action but i'm talking about child sacrifice which i think you people in the west don't understand uh, if i talk of child sacrifice i mm-hmm. i want to bring a difference between child kidnap and child sacrifice here when a child is 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 kidnapped expect to find a dead body without private parts, without a head. But if in the West, if a child is kidnapped, you expect a ransom call, which is not the case here. So uh, I use action to tell you what is going on here so that mm. less action can bring you, but you'll also get some sense of what is going on here.
0: Well, we loved Crazy World, and I was a big advocate for getting people to see that. So uh, I. I'm glad that we're connecting now because I've been a fan since Who Killed Captain Alex as well. Is there a feeling like, did filming the documentary change your process at all? And did filming the documentary around these movies kind of change what you were looking for? Yeah,
2: filming the documentary, I would say that, uh, yes, it also changed somehow. But uh, first of all, uh, we needed time uh, for the documentary, though it was running our life. Um, because but there were some interactions like uh, ob- 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 obstructing like uh, you know having a microphone on you <laughs> whenever mm-hmm. you go sometimes it, <laughs> it is something sometimes it kills your your feeling somehow like you go in a toilet and then you have it you remember oh someone is re- is hearing what I'm doing in the toilet so <laughs> something <laughs> sometimes it, yes changes your mind at something but yes I I feel like it has also, uh, changed my, you know, I've seen so many people, you know, connecting me very straight to that. Once upon time in Uganda, people, I mean, the way they respect me, I I, I don't know why, whenever I, now you're talking about, you're going to talk about some, once upon time in Uganda, it is me, and then people are, you know, connecting, I mean, giving me that, uh, should I call it, uh, how, 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 I, I, I don't know how to call it, you know, my English is not that good, but uh, that, um, they they take me to be a big man, uh, sometimes we, which I'm not. Uh, sometimes that respect. I think the word is respect. They respect me more uh, than I, I I'm supposed to be respected. Oh. <laughs> and I think this <laughs> also. <laughs> I, I think that is a very big disease uh, for us filmmakers here. Sometimes they, they 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 think you have a lot of money. They, 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 the community, the society, you know, takes you to that be that, and you are not. And sometimes you suffer, you, you suffer that. Uh, that, that respect you know you you need that respect because everyone has to be respected but sometimes you it is also a it is also a it's something really which carries you inside
0: mm. has that global cult audience changed how you think about making movies and um are you making them any differently now that you have that like global admiration?
2: I don't think I need to change. I don't think they loved me because of that, uh, that style. Why should I change? <laughs> I I I don't have one. It's me and I and they loved me that way. So why should I should I change and then they don't they don't love me? So <laughs> I need I need the love.
0: <laughs> so a lot of the documentary feels like almost a breakup story about a friendship. Is it um how essential was it that Alan was there like making these movies come overseas? Like, do you feel like that will still happen? And are there still release possibilities for these movies yeah, in America I mean, and elsewhere?
1: Yes. So, a lot of questions. I'll start. Yes. Remind me if I don't, Um, just remind me. Uh, but so, yeah, relationship stories are relatable. Every single person on this planet has a relationship story. And there is no one has a perfect, easygoing, like, it's all wonderful sunshine and rainbows all day no one and working relationships when there's passion there's creativity involved like that is a lot you go through so much as a team like Isaac and I could go talk for hours about all the different collaborators collaborators we've had come in and out of our lives um so yeah so that was I mean it was wonderful to be able to just show like hey this is filmmaking is not glamorous you might see Isaac on stage at TIFF, or you might see an award, you might see a press release, but like it is a lot of hard, hard work and a ton amount of time. So for me as a filmmaker, I was excited that A, Isaac allowed me to spend that time with them and to to cover that journey because I think it's incredibly relatable. Um, okay, next question was where, wait, what was, sorry. I'm the, the next I'm, part I'm of general like very it's overwhelming okay. period of my life. So you're gonna have to remind of me. Of
0: course. Uh <laughs> the next part was just a will Alan continue working with the movies. And do they have options to come overseas still?
1: I think that it's I'm not sure the currently the crazy world status, Isaac mm. and I will we can sidebar and get back to you on we should. We'll get back to you on like the status of when things are coming out. Distribution of film is a nightmare. Mm.
0: Um
1: any filmmaker anywhere in the world will tell you. So getting them out is really difficult. So I think that why Isaac and I are really excited about this summer is that there is an opportunity for people from all over the United States, and then it's going to go internationally as well, to be able to see the documentary, to learn about Isaac's work. There's wonderful theaters that have programmed us with the double features, with showing a Hollywood film right off the documentary. we're excited for this store this summer to be able to kind of activate um, all of the like people in Wakollywood and all of our crew that work so tirelessly on this documentary and just kind of celebrate this moment and, and interact with the fans and interact with the audience. Cause that is one of the most beautiful things about um, Isaac and Wakollywood hollywood is that kind of direct to fan interaction and the, everything that Isaac kind of said, of, like he makes films for audiences to feel and to be entertained, this is what I. Why it took me so long to edit this documentary because I wanted mm. to make sure that my the documentary honored that same feeling. I wanted them to be entertained and have feelings, and so it took me a long time. I edited. I edited the film in a lot of wrong directions because you get all this advice about what you can do and what you can't do in filmmaking. And, blah. <laughs> and if you just stick to your heart, <laughs> you can find your story. And so yeah, so. Anyways, that, what else am I missing? What else did I not cover? I feel like either there was three or four questions.
0: Oh, that's okay. Uh, the other part was just whether or not we feel that the, the Hollywood films are still going to make it to other territories. Or in the documentary, there's this idea but, that it's almost more important that uh, they reach the local culture.
1: Yeah, good. I'm glad that you got that. It is. I think that... I will not speak for Isaac. I will speak for myself. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure in... Filmmaking to like win huge awards and get to the best film festival and like have, get this kind of deal and whatever and it's it's virtually impossible for like your average person, um, or your average filmmaker, whatever. So, but um, and that's also like never been my intention. I really, for me and anyone who knows me, I'm not I'm not a spotlight person. I don't really like being like I like creating. I like mm. making the work. So I think that's what I so gravitated towards Isaac and his what he would constantly tell me about making people entertain making them laugh maybe they will take away the story that you're the other stories right but it is like that's where I felt like my heart like really I felt like so connected um because I I in my own work I want to make people feel like I often edit when I'm editing I will edit footage that I've seen a million times I will edit it and edit it and work it until I make myself cry or I make myself laugh or I make myself emote because then I think maybe I have a shot and have an audience like feel the same way.
0: Hmm. Uh, for have Isaac I uh,
1: questions. Of course, yeah, there were so many. <laughs> I don't
0: <know>. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your patience. It was a a big question. Isaac, uh, since it has been a while, have these movies gained any foothold like in the local market? Is there a local market and do you feel what's the future of that?
2: Yeah, the local market, we are building it. We are building it. Mm. Yeah, even international. Even international, we have many, uh, many like submissions, I would call. Like people are, you know, asking for my movies to be screened all over many times. Like, for instance, I have uh, someone asking me to go to russia mm. <laughs> this month and then I, I i'm like why why should i go to rather because there's ukraine and everything we just hear it every don't how can you call me for that festival anyway <laughs> but, but there are so many and others i like also london is also called there are so many people but yeah. local market local market is uh has been my target for many years and uh i'm building it because it's it is virgin it is something virgin, and I've, I've uh, planned for it for a number of years now. Uh, I have the Wacastas. Wacastas are the children. They came in as a reason of building a new market. After going all over the country, selling door-to-door, man-to-man, I realized that uh, we need a new market. Uh, me and other, you know, my agent, we are not our film industry market we are strassniger's market we are rainbow's market we are uh, you know Hollywood market because we grew up with Hollywood we grew up with Bollywood, Norlywood. but I needed a new audience that will grow up with me with with Wakaliwood so I brought in the Wakastas these are the children to act in my movies so that this uh, because I knew that women are my customers so when they watch movies and they watch with their children, and they normally call their children because if they see a star, is a child. They'll call a child. They'll call their children. Come and see your first child on screen. So, mm. and these children are going to grow with my movies. With let's say Isaac. Isaac is one of the stars now. Is one of the side I've groomed for now. The past ten years. So my target was ten years. The, the problem came in as COVID came in uh, in as an equation because now we we are now re, like rebuilding it we are now coming in fact that movie the clan the clan leader is basically meant for that uh, it is the top it is bringing mm. isaac as a youth because he was a kid now is a youth i want a, i want because i know this uh, the, the generation the new generation is much into superhero movie so i'm bringing isaac as a superhero for them and I've seen them because he has a very big audience, but I, I want to see him as a superhero for them. I think mm. it is going to, he's going to win their heart because they are waiting for him. They, they used to see Million Dollar Kid. They saw Crazy World. They saw, they remember that Commander Child, and now they want to see him as their, their savior, something like that. So I've been building this for years. I don't care about other filmmakers because there are so many mm. uh, theories of building the, 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 what, the market. Others are saying let the government come in and bring give us support. For me, I'm saying the government will not come. The government will come when they, they are collecting taxes. So let, let me let me collect let me uh, uh, prepare the best for them to collect the taxes. Otherwise, the government cannot support us. I've seen it and I know because uh, some, even the government has got a theory that uh, if they give us more money, if we get more money, we become politician. And we now mm-hmm. fight them. So I'm not against them. So let me go silently into the youth because we have seventy five percent youth. Let me go silent into the youth, and they will end up watching this movie. Now what we are planning? Yes, we have a new method of uh, uh, is the technology, uh, the, the, the the social media thing, you know, of advertisement, and also we are now planning for apps that mm. uh, because many youth have got smartphone in their hands so we are now targeting them so we are trying to work with you know media houses which have got already uh, platforms to put our movies on platforms we are coming mm. this is not me alone but with other filmmakers so we are now working with uh, uh, a media house called uh, nbs they have uh, they have an app called mobile afro mobile so Mm. we are now talking with them so that if they give us that platform if we put our movie there for me i know it is going to be easy for me to go back to villages and then like the way i used to sell dvd this time i'm going to be selling an app telling them (laughs) oh please subscribe download this app download Mm. this app the movie is here the movie is here the clan leader is here so that is how that's that is a new of advertisement, and uh, I think it is going to work. I will work with the actors as we used to do, and I think people who, because we have people who are calling every day. They are saying that where are your movies nowadays? We don't see your movies. You don't. You no longer come with. You don't bring DVDs anymore. Anyway, I think we with that uh, method. I think we will go into into many youth, uh, because now the target is youth.
0: So what does? The documentary tell us about the Ugandan cinema and the future of filmmaking there.
1: I think the documentary tells you the story of Isaac McCollywood, who mm-hmm. um, fought for years. Isaac, am I wrong? To just be recognized by Ugandan cinema, which is again a relatable theme because there is always like the uh, the controllers of an of of art art form, right? And so it's typically people, with ton of money, celebrity whatever, but they kind of control what everyone else sees. And you have that all over the world. So it was for me to be able to show that struggle through struggle, but just that journey through Isaac um, being recognized internationally and then being kind of recognized like in Uganda um, was really important. Cause I, again, it's a relatable thing where you are in the world when you have like everyone telling you what you should make, how you should make it. These are the rules. These are the boundaries. Isaac breaks all those rules. I love that. And that is something I, I love that he never, ever, ever bent to what anyone was telling him what to do, how to make a movie, how to tell a story. And that is something that storytellers can relate to because you have people constantly telling you what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be able to tell, to show that journey and that struggle and that story and like all these kind of pressures from outside coming in and people wanting you to make a specific thing and him pushing against that was it, thrilling and it just felt honest and it felt like relatable I, was that an answer i don't know if i answered. No, to of that. course
0: yeah that's perfect <laughs> isaac um, and i've been
1: talking for a while <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course i understand the, the <laughs> yeah. process here and uh isaac thank you so much for your movies i'm always very moved by them and uh any kind of improvisational handmade filmmaking like this is, is very moving to me thank you for what you do uh, i uh-huh.